Welcome to Best Served, a podcast recognizing unsung hospitality heroes. Join Chef Jensen Cummings as he chops it up with industry leaders about the humans who've impacted their lives and careers. From childhood guides, to ass-kicking mentors, to the team members in the trenches that make it all happen. Help us celebrate these rock stars by sharing our show and nominating your own unsung hospitality heroes. Connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Now here is your host. What's up, everybody? Jensen Cummings here. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Today is Best Served Podcast 381. We're going to be talking about what is Mexican food. We're talking about licensing and permitting for a food truck. And we're going to talk mask wrestlers with the one and only Zuri Resendez, one of our favorites who just launched Luchador Food Truck. And I'm excited about this for a multitude of reasons. One, Zuri is like one of my spirit animals, just the energy, exuberance, the love for the kitchen and the culinary side, as well as somebody who has navigated the fine dining side and now looking at a food truck as a new opportunity to express themselves, to start their own business. I think this is an important aspect for us to understand. Sometimes we get stuck in the mentality of like, I need to open up a fine dining brick and mortar restaurant to continue to accelerate my career. And Zuri has taken a step back and said, this is what it's going to take for me to get ultimately to where I want to go. And if that means it's mask wrestlers on the food truck, that's what it means. Let's bring Zuri in right now. Zuri, good to see you. Good to see you, man. Always a pleasure. And you're, and you do a great job. You're decked out, right? You got your gear. You are fully branded. You got the luchador on. Very important. We underestimate you're a walking billboard and now you're driving around with a billboard. You need, exactly. nobody else is going to promote your business like you. So make sure you got to be good at being a self promoter. And, uh, and I'm excited to talk about that. And we'll talk about the wrestling side of that because talking about promotion is so, so important in this business and you've got a unique take on that. But I want to start you your background many people who follow the show kind of know you were you know a long time in the fine dining side right with elise wiggins especially and you know made your bones at, at places like catavella recently shanahan steakhouse and panzano's even before that so now you get to cook mexican food your culture on a plate so to speak define that a little bit for us what is mexican food and mexican cuisine to you well, Mexican food is a, it can be, it can have many versions. Why? Because Mexico is so big and every single state is a different culture. The beautiful thing about me is like I come from Mexico City. So all the cultures get there and they all claim to be the best of the best. So you, you kind of learn a little bit of everything. And you, and, and Mexico City cuisine is so fine and so, so fun and so diverse because you mix everything together. Yeah, it's very much like a, a New York City type like melting pot where it's all the cultures, even beyond. You you see all of Latin America being expressed in Mexico yeah. City. But the thing that I see is like if uh, Chiapas, the state of Chiapas make an excellent cactus salad, but they don't put it on their taco, then the Mexico City be like, oh, just put it on your taco, man, and call it the Aztec taco. And you're <laughs> like, oh, the two things go together, you know? It's like a chef. Every single component on your dish has to be great. So every single component, like in Mexican cuisine, has to be great even together. Mm. So for me, Mexican cuisine is like when you come from school, from middle school, from high school, and you you feel all those aromas in your nose, like your grandma's cooking, your aunt's cooking, your everybody's cooking in the everywhere, you know, because like at 2 p.m. everybody eats and they have to go grab the fresh tortillas. And then it's like a, it's a ritual. Everybody sits down 
And if it's like that, if it's like a Monday or like a Friday, it's so fun because you pull off all the leftovers from the week and you have like a massive buffet, you know? So cool. I like it too because there's some competition there. So you already are like people are are competing, like who's got the best version of any given dish from any given culture within Mexico, with any state. You also like if your food's not good, people will fucking let you know there yeah. like it's no joke so like you got to be on your game for sure so i appreciate that you kind of came from that and you mentioned the aunties and abuelita cooking the food there's such a rich cultural heritage we we do a disservice to mexican cuisine thinking that that's monolithic that it's just even just tacos burritos and quesadillas every state is so completely unique and it's maybe behind china the most diverse food culture in the world and we haven't even barely tapped into it. So I'm excited uh, for that side of it. So uh, I appreciate that. I love it. I absolutely love it. All right. I want to talk about uh, some of the challenges of opening a business, any kind of business, food trucks especially. Hear this a lot. The licensing and permitting is such a challenge because I'll lay the groundwork for people. Every area you're going to drive to to pop up your food truck has different permitting and licensing processes expectations costs fees all of those things it's not like you're in denver proper and you're going to go through the licensing and permitting process in denver you have to do that for denver county johnson county summit county wherever you're going talk about that because i'm sure that created a lot of roadblocks for you so yes uh, one of my first challenges was that you know um i did some research and they told me the hardest one to get was the tri-county so basically tri-county allows you to be pretty much in all colorado except denver yeah, which I was shocked, you know, and I was like, why? And then um, they're like, I don't know. It's just, it, that's how it works. Different requirements, the city. I was like, okay. So it was super hard to like build uh, because you need to think about all of these before you even build your truck. Yep. That's the thing I would recommend that. Like I'll do some research, see how you want to build your truck and then ask for some questions, man. Like nothing wrong with asking questions, you know, and, um, so that's how I realized it, like what type, what kind of equipment, the material of the equipment, uh, like it, it has to be new, what kind of brand, like all those kind of things, they have to do with that, the licensing, even the menu, like how you want to be right. developing your menu. Like some people want to sell, example, ceviche, right? Or even have eggs in the menu. You know, you have to put it under the, under, under the bottom of the menu, like it's under your wrist, like we have raw product, all that kind of stuff. So people sure. don't know that. Like I saw people getting rejected just because they didn't have that small thing and they have to come back again. So yeah. it's time consuming and um, like make sure your window works correctly. Make sure the window is the right one for the right county or for the oh. state. Make sure the, uh, like even the tanks of the water, man, like how many hours you want to operate? Uh, okay, I'm going to operate all day. So you need a bigger gallon of water and a bigger one for the dirty water. So all yep. those kind of details have to do with it. If you don't think about it, it's going to be one time that you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be working all day. And then the truth is, no, you can only operate four hours because your tank allows you to operate four hours. Right. Right. Yes. And the thing is, you know, the bureaucracy and so many of us know, like all of the health departments, all of the the excise and license, they all also have to prove that their job is important so they're going to nitpick all these little things on you and they're different and and the health department coming back to you with questions on 
How are you processing these things? How long are you storing these things? Are you hot holding products? How long? How are you marking those? Like these are things that are so, so important. We have an episode launching today that's called Restaurant Opening Order of Operations. And it's so crucial to your point. Like we start developing our menu and building our truck and all of those things. That's step 212. You got so many things. Yes. So many things to figure out. Uh, where did you look for research? Because it's easy to say research, you start Googling stuff. How did you find the resources you needed? To be honest, I start uh, going to food truck uh, events. <laughs> Just bending their ear, huh? There's a place in Aurora that have like 25 food trucks operating at the same time. And you know me, like, hey guys, how you doing? Make hey, friends with I, everybody. I buy some tacos and be like, can I check it out? Can I take a picture? You know, so I was really doing my homework. I was really checking out and I'd be like, Oh, so how do you do this? Even if I knew, I would ask questions like that. And then I have a couple of friends as well. They have some food trucks going. They were huge help for me. Um, one of them is Gabriel Aragon. He, he owns Tulas Tapas. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the other one is Jeff. Uh, he owns like a barbecue uh, food truck. Okay. So that's uh, pretty much, uh, I went to see them. Uh, like I talked to them. I, I was like, dude, I think you're going to charge me some money because of this. And they were so nice, you know. It was just like free, uh, free, free uh, advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And after that, you know, I watch uh, YouTube videos to one in the morning, two in the morning. <laughs> they say one of the hardest permits to get is California, so that's what I watch. Like, okay, so I'm gonna do it California style. That way, I can really pass this thing. Oh, got it. So the most challenging possible process, you're gonna reverse engineer that. It's had the when you talk about who you know over what you know it's so true like you have to know the foundation of what it takes to run a kitchen to run a business so, like being able to tap those type of people and ask questions we unfortunately get conditioned a little bit you kind of fake it until you make it because you don't want to look like the weak link in a kitchen and and all of those things so like we're afraid to ask questions a lot of times you yeah. know you just nod your head and say yes chef and then you put your head down and work. And the fact that you're willing to ask questions that literally I'm sure is the number one attribute that you had that leads to your success is the ability to ask questions. So people, anybody watching, listening, ask more questions. Yeah, please do. It's like when you go to an, a nice restaurant and you don't know even how to pronounce the things or how to eat it. Mm -hmm. I think the best thing to enjoy is to ask. I mean, you're yeah. paying for the dish, not nothing to lose, right? Ah, uh, you know, most people don't, feel that though they're embarrassed yeah. right they're like oh i've been working in the industry for 15 years 20 years i should know all these things you don't need to know all these things no you, you don't. just in need to be willing world, to ask questions it's a totally different world like sometimes we get like the horses like oh yes i'm the fine dining chef i'm 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 this i'm that and then you get to that level where you're like damn this is all new like wow so it, it feels great because chefs are always always hungry you always want to learn something new and for me it's like yeah this is badass this is great Ah, I love it. You just take that challenge and run with it. That's so great. All right. I want to have a, a little fun for these last couple of minutes. I don't know that a lot of people in Colorado understand the luchador culture, right? You growing up there, I, I got to experience it a lot growing up in San Diego. We'd go down to Mexico all the time and go and check out. That culture is so, it's intense. Yes. I, I really I, bought I into it. It's like, like a religion, you know, like it, because yes. you have the bad guys. You have your good guys and the energy that you feel when you go up to those events in Mexico City is massive. 
from the moment that you enter to the arena, you feel like this vibe, like people just yelling, screaming, drinking. Yeah. So it's so fun. And when the moment comes, it's like, okay, I can like express myself the way that I am. You see pretty ladies yelling like, asshole, stupid, <laughs> throwing beer on the air, you know? And it's oh, just man. like, it's part of it. It's just part of it. And it's so fun. And there's something interesting, like wearing the mask, they, they, they get to put on this persona and really be the wildest part of themselves or whatever. I think maybe in American culture, Rey Mysterio, one of the more famous uh, wrestlers in kind of WWF, WWE with the mask, the high flying acrobatics is a big part of it. There's, there's the show of it, but also like audience participation like they really get people into it and you mentioned the throwing of stuff like throwing of food and things it's almost promoted that you do that a little bit like yeah it is and now uh, and it's so fun you just mentioned something and that's why the name comes to you know like you put your mask on and you go outside and you're becoming somebody else like if you were pedro or robert or whatever he stays in there you coming out like Rey Mysterio, like luchador you know like and you become somebody else like it's so fun, and I feel like that's why the name to the future, like, he's not, Luchador, he can mean a million things, warrior, like, superstar, hero, anything, because it takes what it takes to go there and live, you, live, live even sometimes your life in the ring. I think for whatever you do in life, that's how you got to do it. You have to put all your input, all your energy, and leave it there. Like, leave it on the ring, leave it on the truck, leave it on the kitchen. Don't matter what you do, always do it like that. Dude, I got I got goosebumps, man. That's exactly it. You gotta you gotta live your life to the fullest, and you're on stage when you roll that truck in. And I think everybody appreciates and will appreciate the fact that you're leaving it all out there for them. Like, yeah, they're this is the show, and they're a part of it. And I really appreciate that. Last thoughts. This is great, amazing as always. Thank you. you. Well, last thought, man. Like, um. Food truck is not only a food truck, you know, like it's a food truck with a bike, with somebody alive in it, with a chef, with a chef on wheels. We try to connect with people. We try to connect with our customers and we try to bring new things to it. Like you said, I'm not quitting fine dining. I love fine dining. I love food. I love anything that you can eat and connect with people. But now a business are business and I have to create customers in order to offer them new things. And that's the way I, I think I'm going to be marketing Luchador and that's it that's it mic drop amazing uh really really i'm not surprised at all that you have this mindset this approach uh it's really great to see it manifest in this way i know that it's been such a deep connection with you and the kitchen and, and throughout your career and now the fact that you get to bring luchador to the people it means something i appreciate uh, uh hearing about it from you no no problem guys and make sure you follow me on instagram luchador dad food truck See my schedule every Monday. I'll be rolling all Denver, Jefferson County, everywhere. Okay, so stay tuned. Love it. Promote the hell out of yourself, man. We'll do That's our right. part as well. Be good, Zuri. Yes. All right, take care. Bye, guys. Cheers. I absolutely love, love that guy. Zuri is just such the energy that we need. Being able to be humble, being able to put on a show, understanding the gravity of opening your own business being willing to ask questions checks all the boxes and i know if you are out there thinking about starting a food truck and eh, hit up zuri i know that he'll answer any questions that you have 
and that's it appreciate you all as always this was besser podcast 381 what is mexican food licensing and permitting mask wrestlers with zuri resendez of luchador food truck uh go start your own business oh and bring something new just like what zuri is trying to do this is the opportunity that we all have is to express ourselves in a unique way and do it by starting a smart business which is exactly what zuri did all right appreciate you all cheers thanks for listening to the best served podcast subscribe to our show and connect with us on social media at best served podcast tune in next week to discover more unsung hospitality heroes